You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball. I'm Steve Rivera, and we're on 1030 The Voice. Good afternoon, Tom, my other Tom. Yes, sir, Steve, the one and only Steve. Yeah, thank you very much, Tom. Good to see you on this Friday afternoon. I am in studio all week. I've been at the house in the Rivera Casa studio. How's that been working it's out? Been going okay, just a totally different. You could have been in San. You could you could have done it from Santa Fe if you I wanted to. I could have to. done that. I should have been. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been doing it. I'd been out. No, I couldn't be outside in New Mexico. So, uh, no, okay, I'll stay here. I'll, I'll do that over the summer. Now that I know I could do it, sure, I'll do it from do it from the summer in my in uh, in my favorite hometown. Hey, um, good to see you, Tom. Hey, a busy day today. I want to talk about a lot of different things. Major League Baseball, I don't know if you saw that they're looking at something. Not sure it's going to happen. I'm, I don't know if we've talked about... Uh, Is this the the deal at Phoenix, well, utilizing the Phoenix uh, had, ballparks? We hadn't talked about that yet, but yes, that. But they're thinking about doing that and the, the teams in Florida. So they'd have two separate leagues, not a national and American. But, but an Arizona league and a Florida league. Yeah. Cool. Great, grapefruit league and... Um, Orange... And, orange. Grapefruit League and uh, the Cactus League. The well, cactus. It's Cactus and Orange. Is, is Florida now known for grapefruit more than oranges? Well, that's what the leagues are know. called. Tom, don't go. Don't, don't get me <laughs> mad at you, Tom. Hey, I lived in Florida for several years, and I remember lots and lots of orange groves. Yeah, but it's not called the Orange League. It's called uh, the Grapefruit League. Okay, Grapefruit so, it so League it is. That might be, uh, well, I talked to uh, Vince Catronio here at 6.15 or 6.13. I hope to get him earlier in the uh, show talk about that. He's a former Tucson Toros uh, play-by-play guy, uh, one of Mike Fader's finds, many finds. He's got a lot of these guys who've gone into the major leagues, and uh, Vince is one of them. He's now with the Oakland A's, uh, lives in Phoenix. So we'll talk to him about a lot of things, including his time here in Tucson many, many, many years ago. And then at 6.31-ish, 6.32-ish, we're going to have the ever-popular Adia Barnes. She agreed to come on the show today. Glad to have her on the show. We'll talk about a lot of things. She's got a lot to talk about. Including her great recruiting of Ari McDonald, because Ari's coming back. Oh, okay. You didn't... Well, yeah, I knew she was coming back, but I I thought it was something that Ari and her family decided on. Well, I'm sure that's something that... But Adia, I'm sure, was happy to have her come back and was probably giving her all kinds of encouragement in that direction. You and I have this great, unbelievable (laughs) dynamic where you don't understand me and I don't understand you and... And we get through this. We're like a, do we speak the same language? No. No, we're like the honeymooners. <laughs> to the moon, Alice. To the yeah. moon. <laughs> people, people listening, made two of them might have got that reference. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, in t- just uh, be- I was kind of joking. Well, I, w- I knew about Ari McDonald, but when you said th- uh, you were leading up, and, and, and I was in a grand tisip- in anticipating another. Big recruit that she was going to have coming in. No, this I'm th- I'm just kind of being facetious in that she found a new recruit, uh, Ari McDonald, who I didn't think was coming back. I don't know if many people thought she was coming back, but she's coming back. That's going to be a terrific team. Yes, yes, more power to them. They'll be very good, and we'll see what happens next year. But there's a lot of talk about, lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Ask her about her 
the new recruits that are yeah. coming in too. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see what's going on over there. And anybody that wants to call in, please do seven nine zero two zero four zero. It goes quickly when you have a big show. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been fantastic, uh, if I don't mind saying it, uh, with great guests. I uh, hope to continue to do that. Everybody in this confinement, whatever we want to call it, they're available, you know, because <laughs> they're bored stiff. <laughs> they're bored stiff, and if I can find them, I'm going to get them on the show. Well, let's see. Men's basketball. We know two, oh. two of the three no. starting freshmen are, are gone. gone. No, three of the three. Uh, oh, we, what, what have you heard? Two, three hours ago, Josh Green declared. He finally declared. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So I wonder I, why, fact, why, why he waited so long. Well, you got to figure out what else is going on. I guess. Yeah, so what Najee, in my story today, uh, Najee did it the 31st of March. Nico did it earlier this week, and Josh did it today. I figured it would go Mannion and then Josh. Um, all still projected in, in some some of the research I was doing yesterday. Um, a lot of them still all in the first round. Some of them don't have Najee going in this in this first round, but in the second round. But um, like I said, when Michael Wright left many twenty some years ago, oh, twenty years ago, that uh, hope your decision is a good one. Don't let the door <laughs> hit you. <laughs> on the way out. On the way out. <laughs> and I don't mean that mean. I just, you know, it's a tough decision. It's a man's decision. So, you know, good luck with that. Sometimes it doesn't work out. A lot of people leave and don't get called and don't make it. You know, Chance Comanche, who left after his first or second year, uh, he had, a, he had a, a huge projection in my mind. And he left and he's, you know, a, a missing person right now. Um, there's a lot of those guys. They exist everywhere. Grant Jarrett, got to go. How'd that go? So you have a lot of guys who've done it and done well, Aaron Gordon. You know, that's an interesting thing about Grant Jarrett. Did he ever really recover from the, what was it, the brank, broken ankle? No, no, you got the wrong guy. Brandon Ashley is the broken ankle. Oh, Ashley, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's another one, though. Yeah, he was he was, he was was good before his foot injury, and then he just kind of lost a step. And, that just... And pardon the pun, but yeah, he yeah. just, yeah. But he left early, too, that's I think, too after bad. his junior. But everyone has these grand illusion of money, making a lot of money. And it doesn't work out that way. It just doesn't, you know. Uh, it's like the kids in journalism in college. Back in my day, too, you know, you're going to go get your degree and work for ESPN or you're going to work for the Los Angeles Times, yada, yada, Dallas Morning News. Don't work that way. you got to start small. Unless you're unbelievably talented and very aggressive and whatever. The Santa Fe Bugle. <laughs> Santa Fe Bugle. That's where I got my intern, first internship. Uh, we worked here and worked in Phoenix, worked in Dallas, and then came back. Uh, every man needs to find his level. So, men's basketball once again. I know they're they're recruiting pretty hard. Um, they're doing well. Um, and they've gotten what looked like a couple of good prospects. He may end up with this next team as one of these kind of teams where he may have a couple of guys that'll stick around for a year or two. Who are, you ta- are you talking about uh, Miller? Shut yeah, up. yeah. Um, I, so far, okay. <laughs> have you seen any guys no. that you would say are one and doneers that are no. coming in? No. So you're you're talking about, and I understand what you're saying, but okay. So you don't you have some people that are coming in that aren't one and doneers. So your talented class isn't as talented as you'd hope, but it's talented. But they may have a lot of potential, and it may take a couple of seasons for that potential to come out. He's got two more years left on his contract. Tom. Yeah, well, it's now or never. It's now or never. 
as Elvis would say. Uh, I guess. Hey, let's go to a quick break here and get uh, Vince on the sh- All right. on the show here after the break here on 1030 The Voice. Hey, welcome back to Why in the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm your host, Steve Rivera. Now with me, special guest on the phone, Vince Catronio, former Tucson Toros play-by-play guy, the voice of, and now with the Oakland A's. Vince, how you doing? Steve, great to catch up with you. How are you? Hope fine. you're safe. Yeah, fine. Same to you. Thank you very much for joining me at this last moment. I was asking Mike Fader, I need somebody good on the radio. Uh, oh, yeah, let's get a radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Phoenix. Well, I am. Yeah, we've, uh, uh, we have we spend the off-seasons here, and, and uh, during the season, I'm up in Northern California with the A's. So uh, this is home, and we're, you know, we're sheltering in place, practicing social distancing, and keeping our fingers crossed like everybody else that uh, all are safe and many thanks to first responders and everybody in the health industry that we can at some point safely move forward. Yes, I agree with you totally. Uh, Hey, it's been 30 years since you worked in Tucson. Does it feel (laughs) like, I thought it was like maybe 25 at the most, but 30 years, because you were here like for a season or two, correct? Yeah, 89 and 90, so 31 years ago. In fact, uh, 31 years ago this week, uh, was uh, the debut of the movie Major League, which, you know, was filmed there mm-hmm. in High Corbett. Yes. And that's that's where I met my wife, Veronica, and tw- 29 years of marriage and three kids later. So uh, we're still hanging in there as best we can. And I always joke about how my wife made her acting debut uh, in that movie, and she's got a picture uh, right next to Tom Berenger. So I, I never I never hear the end of it, and it's, it's always a good laugh. But in-laws are there. And uh, always, when I think about Tucson, nothing but a smile comes to my face. Yes, in fact, I think I've seen that just a couple of times because I was there when it was being filmed. But Lenny, is it Lenny? Lenny was in the movie. Uh, maybe yeah, Lenny Rubin. Lenny Rubin. Yeah. Uh, who else? If you've seen the movie recently, you could probably name them off the top of your head. Uh, I mean, in terms of the, of the local people that were in the yeah, movie, mm-hmm. uh, I could, I could, I just saw a snippet on you know, on social media this week, and uh, the part where Charlie's Charlie Sheen's throwing his like his first batting practice, and he. He hits uh, the backstop, and Lenny's back there with you know, the, with the radar gun, and yeah. you know it's nine, ninety-six miles an hour. You know, <laughs> the only thing that was missing from Lenny was the, was the two-foot cigar that always came out of his mouth. Right, the so signature cigar. No question, no yeah. question. So, tell me, you how long you been with Oakland? You've been around. Yeah, it's been my. This be you know if we get the season started and our fingers are crossed, it'll be fifteenth year with the A's. It'll be my twenty-eighth year at the big leagues. And before that, were you with the Angels? No, I was with the Astros from 91 to 97, yeah, you... and then I was with the uh, Rangers from 98 to 03. 98 and then joined, uh, joined uh-huh. Oakland in, in 2006. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I knew the Astros because that's where you jumped from from here, uh, having been the affiliate for them for a number of years. And then I didn't realize the Rangers, uh, and then now here. Um, tell me, tell me, what do you think of all this crazy news that's coming out of out of everywhere about maybe having the games all in Arizona, one, and then today coming out they could be uh, a two two league team with Florida and Arizona uh, with their Grapefruit League and the Cactus League. I think they're trying to float as many ideas as possible, and, and my guess is, Steve, that you know we don't know really ten percent of what they've discussed and the possibilities they're trying to put together. I know I've tried to pay close attention to what's happening in Japan and Korea in terms of them playing games. Uh, Japan was supposed to have opening day April twenty fourth. That's been backed up now to at least sometime in May. Korea, they're playing exhibition games. In fact, they're playing tonight. No fans. 
But in terms of their opening day, they had they were thinking sometime in April that might be pushed back as well. They are playing in Taiwan, uh, same circumstance, no fans, but playing games. So we're you know we're trying to find a model. I think uh, from a at least from a baseball perspective, and maybe just from a sports team perspective on on what you could do moving forward. But so much has to happen in our country to to give a to give a sense of of calm and give a sense of safety and give a sense of uh, healing. And maybe, you know, maybe baseball can be a part of that. I know the PGA tours talked about uh, restarting uh, their season, you know, their tour in June. Uh, I'm waiting like everybody else, Steve. I'm, I'm hopeful that there'll be games. Uh, any length of season I'll take. I was a intern in New York with NBC during the 81 strike. Uh, our first child, Dominic was born the 94, 95 strike. And I worked in baseball during 9-11. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of different things happen. And certainly I've seen how baseball was a part of the healing. But all those uh, that are different about what we're dealing with now is that they all had an end date. And there's no end date right now with with COVID-19. So we're just trying to to do the right things, uh, trust the the, the smart people involved in science and giving us the the best that they can give us at at the time and, and credit the people that are racing against the clock to try to find antivirals and try to find vaccines and, and then get us to a safer place. Yeah, on with, on with me now is Oakland A's play-by-play guy, Vince Catronio, former Tucson Toros guy 30 years ago, 31 years ago. Um, it, it's just bizarre because, you know, I covered games for a living half for a number of years, uh, and, and it would just seem, I don't even know if they'd let the media in, but playing in front of no fans, no fans would be so awkward, so awkward and so bizarre that uh, that's what the major league people would be doing, and they need the revenue, obviously, ticket sales and beer sales and food sales. But don't you think that'd be crazy or odd? Well, certainly odd, and I, I think everything about whatever kind of 2020 season we have, length of games, style of play, uh, determining, you know, will there be an American League and a National League, I think all bets are off for 2020. Right, right. I think they will do everything they can just to get the games on the field. And I think as, as a sports fan, as much as we love nostalgia, as much as I like watching the Tiger Woods 2005 Masters Championship that's on TV tonight, mm-hmm. uh, the Masters should be live right now. I should be <laughs> right. wondering who's on the leaderboard and where I am in my Masters pool. And right. that hasn't happened yet. So I, I, think, I think from a fan perspective, they would, I think they would gladly take any semblance of a live event that's happening, especially if it's if it's your team. If you're a fan of the A's, or you know, pick any team in Major League Baseball, and you know that you can turn on the radio or you can turn on the television, even though it would be certainly much different than anything they've ever experienced before. But they know that it's happening in real time, and they know that it means something. There are some standings to follow. There's box scores to read. There's stories to develop develop about your favorite players, and that can continue you know, on a day by day basis, even though the circumstances will be unlike anything else we've experienced with the way they're going to potentially play these games, I think fans would, would relish that opportunity to have that small sliver of what they would, what they would consider you know, a normal part of their routine, and that baseball could be a part of that. So, yeah, it's going to be, definitely would be odd. I'm not going to be surprised at anything, Steve. I think all options are on the table on how they'll play this 2020 season. And my opinion is I think everybody will be on board with that, players, uh, management, fans, just from a standpoint, let's, given where we are in the country and in, in the world, 
if we can get this back moving and it's a, a step toward everybody moving forward, then I think they'll accept it. Yeah, no question. It, it would be uh, with Zoom press conferences, maybe. Who knows? Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. no, and you know, baseball is a different breed. You're there like 20 hours in a day. Games at six o'clock or whatever. The guys show up at two to do the pregame interviews and do their locker room stuff and the, on the field stuff. And you guys, those are long days, long days. Well, you know as well as anybody. I mean, you you, you know that the majority of the stuff that you get is just in hanging out, con, con, yeah. just just having a conversation that it may lead to something you would write about or yep. may lead to a story that I would discuss on the air as opposed to all the times that I would have the microphone in their face for, right. the, for the standard pregame or postgame show. Those things are vital, but it's much more important to have that access. Just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, walk the room. You know, I, I would always yes. come in with mm-hmm. notes from the previous night. What were you thinking in this situation? What did you see? And sometimes that would lead to opening up an avenue of something to discuss because when you're on the air for three hours every night, uh, the balls and strikes will take care of themselves. Fill the time in between. That's what makes baseball you know, a, a great radio sport because it allows you to tell the stories of the, you know, the turning of the pages, the chapters of the season. Uh, that's what makes it so much fun. And just as this was beginning in spring training where we were not going to be allowed to go into the clubhouse and have to figure out who, how we could talk to players yeah. when it really escalated with the NBA and then it all just changed dramatically on the on the 11th or the 12th of March. Yeah, no question. I had so much to ask you. We've got about two and a half minutes. So let's kind of uh, go back to Tucson. You were a young man, so was I. I was a thin man uh, <laughs> back then. So what what are your biggest memories down here? We've got about two and a half, two minutes. Well, I mean, for, I, mean I, I mean, I met my wife, so that's certainly at the very top of the list. Uh, it was just a... I mean, Mike Fader is a, is, a, is a dear friend of mine. I knew him years before that in the minor leagues when he was with the Mets organization and I was with the Brewers organization. I was with the Mets actually in 84 in April. So the fact that he came into Tucson and helped basically revitalize that franchise and I was a part of that was always fun. I mean, again, I've got in-laws there. I've got family there. I still have friends there. Uh, the community means a lot. I mean, we, we go back and visit. It, 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 Tucson is, is a special place. It's not the big cities that I've lived in with Dallas and Houston and now Phoenix, and that's great because it doesn't. It, it, you have that warmth of, of going yeah. to U of A mm-hmm. events and, and things of that nature. I just I, I love the town, and uh, we do come back quite a bit. Yeah, no, no question. It is a great. I've never left. Uh, which I, of course I like the city. It's not big like your metropolis up there. That concrete jungle of yours up there. <laughs> A lot of highways up here. Yeah, and in the bay, don't even get me started on the bay. You oh, yeah, gotta, that's, a, that's a whole other animal. Uh, so you're gonna leave five twenty hours before you get to the ballpark. Mm. Probably the good thing is you leave late, so there's probably no no traffic. But Vince, hey, thanks for coming on the show last minute. I appreciate it. Glad to do it, Steve. Uh, good to catch up, and well, you're welcome to call me anytime. Great, so good to hear that because I'm. Gonna, it's gonna be the summer. It's dog days of Tucson summer. You know that have goes. An EG- have an EGs for me. I will. I had one this week. Thanks a bunch, Vince. I appreciate it. Appreciate it very much. All right, Steve. Take care. Take care. Yeah, that was Vince Catronio of the Oakland A's, play-by-play guy, former Tucson Toro guy, one of the good guys. Hadn't talked to him in forever. Faders pulled out some pretty good play-by-play guys. Matt Vaskersian, who does poker and Major League Baseball. There's a couple of other ones off the top. I can't get them off the top of my head because my, my mind is getting old and mushy. Yeah, not good. But that was good. I'm glad Vince came on the show. We'll probably get him a time or two, depending on what's going on with the Major League season. Let's take a quick break here, Tom, and come back with Adia Barnes on the other side here on 1030 The Voice. 
Hey, welcome back to Iron the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm your host, Steve Rivera. And now we're trying to get a hold of Adia real quick here. And now as he takes a quick break. So we'll come back with her once she gives a call. Um, good good uh, interview with Vince. I uh, like Vince a lot. A lot of things going on in the world of sports, even though it's not going on. We talked about baseball maybe going with the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League, separate leagues. Did you... Here, or did I misunderstand something that I thought I saw or heard about if they do this and they're not going to have fans in the stand, right? Mm-hmm. That they're also talking about having the balls and strikes determined electronically and having the umpire stand six feet away from the plate or oh, some crazy thing like I that. I didn't see that, but that makes sense because they want to go to that trial period anyway with the uh, electronic umps. umps. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if that happens. But I, I, I kind of I didn't see that specifically, but um, that would make sense. I guess if they can get calls uh, on in tennis, whether the ball was on the line or barely right. touching the line, I, if they're able to do that in tennis, then I, get, I imagine they can do balls and strikes in baseball that way. Sure, but you know, they have, one thing that they don't talk about, and I haven't talked about this at all, uh, I don't like to go here, but I will. So, okay, baseball, six foot, uh, six foot limitations, yada yada. What about steals? What about steals? Tagging the guys out, uh, trying to hold them on first, trying to hold them on second, getting close on a number of levels, the catcher and the batter. Uh, Outfielders colliding, going after a fly ball, things like that. I know that <laughs> by that time, I think they'll have resolved the issue. But you know, the one thing that I haven't heard, and I ask this all the time because I do this myself, cash. Do you pay stuff with cash? Use cash or your card? I've been using cash. Okay, so cash. You have it. You probably don't wear gloves. Even if gloves are just as bad as hands. So let's say you give I a, wash my hands a lot, though. Yeah, but okay, but you're not washing the you're not washing the, the, the dirty thing, the money. The, yeah, yeah. That's okay, always, so I've me, always wondered about that. You give, so now you give somebody, the fast food guy, who's probably wearing gloves, and probably not taking out the gloves, but wearing gloves. So you give him the 10, uh, and your, your $10 bill is probably... What's dirtier than a bill? Because it's been passed around forever. Um, Touched to, by a lot, of, a lot hands, of hands, yeah. And, and and no one's talking about this money that's being transferred to my hands, to your hands, to your hands, to the register, to touch other bills, to touch, to get the change, yada yada. I, I, maybe I missed it, but that was my one of my first things. Well, I've heard talk of going to a plastic society. What do you think of that, just using credit cards and doing away with money, uh, folding bills and stuff? What do well, you think of that idea? Well, if it's if it has to happen, it has to happen, and I won't mind it. But I use cash for a lot of different things, you know? It's yeah, always, me it too. It feels good to, to have the money in my pocket just in case. But um, I don't know. It just I don't know. It was just an idea that came to me about, about two or three weeks ago. And, you know, you go to a burger place, you want to, you want to use a card, you have a $10 bill, give them a $10 bill, you get a dollar and 30 cents back. Well, where's that dollar been? Not where your hand's been. Where's that dollar been? Yeah. And who's touched that dollar? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just me. I'm hoping that she calls. uh, So here we go. The the PR guy is trying to track her down. They've reminded her a couple times now. Hoping to get her because I was looking forward to this big time with Adia. Oh, yeah. She's got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I uh, have a funny question. I'll open up with her if, if she gets the call or she calls. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, the XFL has uh, dis- disbanded. Oh, Everyone, they have. Everyone's fired. There, there's no more XFL. It, is it because of the coronavirus? Yes. Yeah, I figured as yeah. much. It, they played half the season 
and they figured, yeah, not anymore because of what's going on. You know, what was interesting to me is how much support the XFL was getting from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Well, they needed probably something to run. Something to run with a potential, and, and I didn't watch it. But this was before the coronavirus. Sure. They, I, it seems to me like they had a vested interest, ESPN did, in the XFL having some success. They probably had some part ownership. I do not know. But, you know, another thing that came up today, and we haven't had access to Hiki or any of the coaches very much. However, and there she is on the phone, um, that, if, that if players, um, if it's okay for the players to go and play and the fans not allowed to play, why is it okay for the players to go and maybe uh, risk their health with one another while fans don't have to go or won't be going to make a to make a crowd? Um, the AD at uh, Ohio State brought that up. He says, well, if fans aren't going, why should the players play and risk the same type of thing? Uh, now, we got a couple calls, but Adia is one of them. Ken, you might have to put Ken on the line uh, or hold him. Coach Adia Barnes, how are you? I'm good. Sorry, I was out bike riding and I lost track of time. That's okay. No, no. I'm glad to have you on the show. It's fu- it's funny. Let me ask you the qu- first question. Some person asked me on my on my Facebook. Ask Adia for the recipe for that cake she made yesterday for Salvo and Matteo. <laughs> it looked amazing. So non basketball. It's an Italian. It's an Italian cake called Tambella, and it's actually Salvo's grandma's recipe. It Not, was so good, so I was scared. You might, you might, you might have to post that on Facebook. It looks like you have some f- cooking fans. Well, you know what I made today? I made um, lasagna from scratch. So heck, put we're put about to go eat it. Put some uh, put some in the Tupperware. Uh, put it on the front seat, and I'll pick it up. I need some Let Italian. Let me make sure it's good for <laughs> my first time making it in like 10 years. No. <laughs> and I made it like the way his mom makes it. It was different than my mom, so we have to see. I understand completely. Hey, <laughs> you, you've been on fire the last few months. Uh, a week or so ago, uh, if not sooner, you got a great, great commitment from a person that you know very well. Yes. I mean, I was so happy that Ari decided to come back. I think it was the right decision, but it's a tough decision, so... Um, you know, I'm just happy that she made that she made it and chose us. Like, I think that Arizona's so excited. I think she has so much more to do and accomplish. So yeah. it was the best news I've had since this COVID thing happened. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, and the fans who adore you guys uh, loved the decision as well. What, did you have to recruit as well, or did you let her make the decision alone or with her family? No, no, I let her make the decision alone with her family because. I felt like that needed to be her decision. She needed to feel good, be motivated. And so I took a step back. And I, I didn't want her to feel like there was any pressure or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, so you got I think she's made on her own. Some great news for you guys in the future. The, the year, again, was... Um was fantastic. You know, and you were on my show last year. You weren't on the show this year, uh, and that's my fault. But we talked about it one of the last times you were on, saying, okay, you're beating a bunch of teams in the first 10, 12 games, and you're kicking the heck out of them. And you didn't care who it was. You just wanted to develop the culture of winning, teach them how to win, teach them how to win. And you were spot on. They started winning, believing in themselves, had a great year last year, and just carried that um, carry that on. Did, did that start this craziness? Well, I think well, what started was, honestly, that WNIT gave us momentum. Then the expectations were higher and all those things. You know, the, the hard thing for us to follow this year was we beat so many good teams. You know, we won like two out of three of our Pac-12 games. And it's just to put ourselves in such a great situation to be hosting at the number three seed, most likely, and then to not make the tournament, that was tough. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we did everything we were supposed to do. No question. And then you just kind of, the magic continued this year. I, I watched a number of games. I watched maybe a couple in person, uh, a number of them on TV because I cover the men. But you, your ladies, uh, even without um, without our Ari, uh, did very, very well, uh, stood, their, stood their ground. Yeah, I mean, I think that that was a tough trip in the mountains without Ari, but I think we were just, we were much more than one person. I think we relied a lot more on Ari the last year. But then I think this year, Kate improved, Samaze improved, Sam improved, Dominique improved. So I think just our whole team was better. And I think you'll even see better individuals alongside Ari next year. Yeah, no question. In fact, I went to one of the games. Maybe it might have been the Irvin game, Irving game, and the Smith, the Smith girl, the six foot six person, a player. Yeah. Um, she, she, I thought th- this. She, I think I said to myself, she's improved a heck of a lot. So imagine in another year, yes. Yeah, she's going to be a lot better. Like she just keeps on working. Her body was in the best shape it's been in a long time. Just more confident. Her hands were better. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see a more improved Samaje next year. So, so how do you guys work this out? Now you just leave it up to them to stay in shape. It's kind of like the off season now. Just make sure you stay in shape. Work your game on your own. Well, this is unique. So, no one. This is uncharted territory. No one's ever been in this situation. So, I think it's really hard for some kids because you have to remember we have some kids from overseas who can't leave their apartments. Yes. So I think there's different situations for different people. So I'm curious to see how it's going to affect college athletics because I think it's going to affect kids because they're not getting in the gym right now. Just remember, like, if this was a typical year, we've, we would have been working out the kids for the last six weeks. Oh, sure. Sure. And then they would go home for summer. They'd only have a month off. This year they're going to have, like, three months off. So they have to have accountability and, and you know, ownership. When it's hard, you can't go to a gym. You can't go – work out at 24-hour fitness or something because there's nothing available. So it's just a tougher situation for the kids right now. No no question. And and the thing is, you're not you're not the Lone Ranger. Everybody's in the same boat dealing with the same thing. Yeah, I mean, even us, like I'm going on bike rides with my son, but like I'm, a, I'm an adult, it's easier. And we have a yard and stuff. If I had a little one-bedroom apartment and like my family, it would be harder. And yeah. in some cities, you can't leave the house. Right, no, no, no so question. I think it's just a tough, tough situation. Let me ask you: You had a, a great year. We'll go back to the year uh, when, when in ten years, five years, even next year, when you reminisce, reminisce about this uh, nineteen twenty year. How will you look back on it? I mean, I'll look back on it like it, it changed the world. I think that our, um, I think that the world's going to change just like it did after nine eleven. I think it's going to reset all of us, and from athletics to families. I think it's going to be a blessing later on, even though it's unfortunate now. I think we're going to see some positive out of it. But I think it might change athletics. Um, But I think for us, for our team, we did what we needed to do. We put ourselves in a tremendous situation to be successful. We had a chance to go to the tournament and host. And I think it's just, it's unfortunate what, you know, with what happened, but it happened. So now it's time to repeat and do the whole thing, but better next year. You, uh, a lot of fans fell in love with you and the girls and the ladies. Um, I think your base, you've created a, a monster here. Uh, as I say for Sean, when he goes and recruits the one and done, he, he created a beast. Now he has to feed the beast. Uh, <laughs> I, I, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm excited. I think that we're on some really good recruits right now. So if we can add a couple pieces, then we're going to be, uh, we'll be a lot more in beast mode. Trust me. I'll be a lot happier. But I think just with our team, 
No one expected us to be a top 12 ranked team the whole year. No one expected us to be 12th to end the season. No one expected us to be. Sorry, that's Mateo. No one expected us to be um, preseason number seven for next year. So we've done more than anybody could have thought. And so I think that just building on that for next year. Yeah, no question. I'm sure I've, if other people have asked you uh, regarding Ari and obviously the player that she's become. But where did you first see her? And what did you think when you first saw her play? Um, well, I, I first saw her when she was like a, a sophomore, freshman in high school. So I, mean, I thought she was really good. I thought she was so fast and athletic. But she's much different than she is. I mean, she's just improved so much. Um Always been a great kid, a great family kid, super loyal. All those things. That's always been Ari. And she's fe- um, she's fearless. Yeah, it's, she's fearless. She's always been a super competitor. Um, but it's fun to watch her grow into her own and just evolve into the woman she is now. Um, now she's more of a leader. You know, she's always been quiet, but now she's stepping out of her shell. She's leading this team. She's put the team on her back for so many games. So I think all those things. It's it's been fun to be a part of that growth with her. And I think that this is going to be her best year. She's going to be even so much better and so hungry next year. So I'm just excited to see what the future holds for her. Yeah, no question. In in in, in my in my world of seeing players play on the men's side, uh, she reminds me a heck of a lot of Damon Stoudemire. Yeah, she does. Because I I was here as a freshman when Damon was a senior. We're actually still friends. Yes, yeah, she does. She's because he can score. He can play defense. I think she does remind me of of Damon or even Khalid a little bit. Yeah, can get to the basket, finds a way to hit the hit the shot under under traffic. Um, doesn't look hey, tough. Remember how deep? Remember how deep range Damon Stoudemire oh, had? Yes, I mean he'd stop and pull yeah, up. He was good. Yeah, no question. And then a little lefty guy who's kind of like a water bug type. Yeah, that's true. He was a lefty. I forgot about that. I love lefty guards. Yeah. Well, you've turned some magic into Tucson, and I think that the world of Tucson and the world of Wildcat basketball really uh, loves you for it. Thank you. Yeah, have it's a good fun. I mean, I'm glad. I think the best decision for me was to come to my alma mater and build something special. I know a lot of people say, "Don't go there. You're never going to win there." So for me to look back, and yeah. it, it was hard yeah. my first couple of years, and just to say and bring our team to preseason ranking at number seven, it is an amazing feeling, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support in Tucson. Right, right, and that's going to continue once the, once they get the the uh, fever from it, they're not going to let it go. You know that. Yeah, I hope not. I yes, hope yes. Bigger because we're yeah. second in attendance for the Pac-12. I hope we can move up to first. Let me tell you something. Twenty, thirty years ago, no one would have ever imagined it. Yeah, I mean, even but just even think about when I played. We were a top ten team. We used to have like two thousand fans right. of the game. Right. Like now, basketball is so different. So I'm hoping this like COVID doesn't change arenas. It doesn't change, you know, people like coming to watch games. I no. hope not because. I really think that we can sell out multiple games this year. Yeah, no question. Uh, especially if you come in, in the top ten, you'll be uh, yeah, you'll be loved and adored even more. Thank now you. Then we got to get there and stay up there. That's the thing. That's <laughs> yeah. going to be a challenge, right? <laughs> that's that's it. Was it's easy to get there. The tough part is staying up there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, coach. I appreciate your time. Be well. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Be safe. Thank you. Okay, very down. You know, I, mean, I don't know if she's going to hear me, but she needs to start a cooking show. Apparently, Italian food kind of be the like the Rachel Ray of Arizona basketball. Do you want to go to Ken? Let's go to Ken real quick, and then we'll hear, hear his question. Maybe he can stay on after the break. Ken, thanks for the call. Thanks for being very patient. Oh, that's fine. 
I love the interview. Thank you, Ken. Anyway, I'd asked you uh, uh, three weeks or so ago, and I had to go through some medical situation. Anyway, my point is, I'd asked, because I, I went back in the Midwest some months ago in the uh, high university administrator had invited the athletes in his program to uh, uh, go to the, like, football players to the basketball, for example. And I wonder if if that's legitimate or if, if that's not. Say the, say that again. I didn't understand. Did you get it, Tom? You you said that the administrator asked the football players to go to the basketball games. Well, they they were there because I when I was back there mm-hmm. in the Midwest, yeah. they, the games were televised, even though I didn't go to the games. Yeah, and the, and they showed like the administrators of the universities with. Some of the star players. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not an issue. Football teams. That's not an issue. Yeah, that's not an issue. Uh, well, that's cool. I didn't know if there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because they're all part of the same group. If you have boosters paying those players, that's a difference. But if the administrators at the university that they're at, that's not an issue. Uh, no, not at all. I just thought it was possibly because it's not available to all all these. Population. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're getting to the fine tooth, uh, fine tooth. No, no, no. It, it's fine because they all come from the same school, and uh, that's how it is. If the administrators were paying them money to to do whatever, that's illegal, right? Yeah, but no, no, no. Uh, attending games and things like that. No, that's that's kind of their job. They kind of uh, take care of the kids. All right. Well, I thank you for your time, and I I really like your show. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate. It. Thanks for being patient. I appreciate you listening too. Take care. You take care of yourself. Thank, thank you. you. Be safe. Hey, uh, Tom, that's a good call. Hey, let's take a quick break. I know we're running out of time here for the hour. It was good to talk to Adia here on ten thirty. The Voice. Hey, welcome back to Wine the Ball here on ten thirty. The Voice. I'm your host Steve Rivera. Uh, it is urgent. We only had like three and a half minutes left. Long, good show. Do you have anything urgent? Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, you know, Adia's always good. I haven't had her on the show often enough. I'm hoping that she's on the show maybe a little bit more in the summer because it's going to be very quiet for me, and especially under the conditions because I'll be doing most of the shows from home. There's a little delay at the house. You know, when you ask a question, you got to wait to then the answer. Uh, so it's different than here. And then I don't see you guys, so. No. You know, we got to kind of, I, you and I had this communication issue. Uh, from home, it would be very, very bad. Because <laughs> Tom and I, he, he understands Steve to a bit, and it's still kind of like, oh, okay, what do I do? Yada, yada. Oh, now it's only to a bit. For a while there, you were telling me that he he and you were simpatico. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a new marriage here now that I'm at the house <laughs> and he's in the office. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, got to be hip with those. He young never guys. has any any questions or uh, anything that uh, he wants to you to clarify for no. him. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He speaks. And he just takes Steve. everything as gospel, and uh, no, that's it. I'm not saying that, but he understands Steve and speaks. Steve <laughs> understands Steve. Steve. I don't even know what the heck that means, but yes. Him I just like clarification. Yes, Steve. you do. That's that's me. A equal B. And equal I never C. assume. I don't. One of my rules in life is never assume anything. So when I think I know something, but I'm not sure about it, I want to get it clarified. 
I get it. I hear you loud and clear, Tom. <laughs> so what you're trying to tell me is... Uh, <laughs> you're not always clear in your, oh. what you're saying. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Welcome to my world. But it could be me. It could be my ears are not in, hearing you well it's, or interpreting what you're saying properly. It could both. be all my fault. It's probably both. <laughs> in fact, hey, uh, uh, remember now that you talked about... Uh, I heard one of the... One of the shows on the commercial. We're not in on Monday. We're off on Monday. This is true. So I guess we're going to have a uh, one of the best of Steve's shows. You have three days. Yes, to do nothing with which to yeah, and, and, and with which and they won't let you do anything. Won't let you go anywhere. You're going to have to stay home. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like everyone says, we're getting uh, three three uh, a month to the gallon. What is it? Uh, a month to the gallon here. <laughs> You don't have to drive anywhere. Uh, but it's going to be Greg Hansen, I think, and Kendrea. That's my show from maybe a few days ago. It was a good show. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, so it should be fun. Well, you got any favorite movies or any old movies that you'd like to see no, again? Not so much. I'm not a big movie guy. No? What, what are you going to do while you're in your I'm man write. cave? I need to write a lot. I need to write. I'm doing a lot of writing. Are you working on another book? No, but I'm, I'm kind of getting, going there, yes, kind of. You're thinning about it, huh? Yes, I have some ideas, and people have said, go for it, and I'm just kind of putting stuff together. Do you have a basic premise? I do, but I would rather but not But you're not going to reveal it? No, Okay. Not for a while. All right. Um, but thanks, Tom, for seeing you on a Friday. I had to come in today. Yeah, I'm glad you came in. I'd, I'd rather sit here and see you and chat with you rather than... You- you be some sort of a di- disconnected voice off in the ether somewhere. You're the only one that wants to see me because I need, I need one of those masks. <laughs> hey, everybody, take care here on 1030 The Voice. Talk to you guys next week.